Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. This week, we take some questions from Mark in San Diego. He's thinking of jumping into the pool business and sent us a lot of questions, and we do a deep dive into the business side. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Pool Invoice, and Blu-ray XL. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I just want to let you guys know, I'm really sorry for whatever I did. I'm back now. You can keep me off the bench. It feels really good to be back here with you guys. But seriously, no, I wasn't here the last two weeks, so it feels good to be back. And I'm excited to get into these questions today because this is a part of the stuff that I love, the business side of things. Look, does your voice sound a little different, Zach? I don't know if the last two weeks. Do, do you hear it, Edgar? I do. I do. <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't know. Is it deeper? Is it? I don't know. There's something about it, but... I, th- um, I think what it is, John, is because he hasn't been on for what, like four weeks or something like that, like he's been all out. I think he's like coming back now trying to put on his podcast game because he feels like he's right. been out for a little bit, you know? Hello. Pro- yeah. Hello. Probably. Look, good to have you back, Zach. It's been kind of weird without you. You don't get to see the side of Edgar when you're not on and it gets a little weird sometimes. So I'm, I'm, glad, you're, I'm glad you're back with us here and- Unfortunately, you're not going to be with us at the Western show, which kind of sucks, but I understand you, you got a, you know, you got your new baby and a lot of things going on over there in Texas. So we're going to, we have a little special something to, we do, we're going to do for him out there. It's <laughs> so <laughs> you, you might payback, regret payback. Not showing to the show Payback's, because yeah. payback is a bitch oh, yeah. for not so, going. We got it all lined up for you, I, baby. I'm just, we're warning you right now. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get pretty gnarly without you there. So, oh man! I'm, but I'm other like than that, look, kid, John. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, look, today I'm actually feeling really good. I don't know what it is, or I think I do, but I'm just feeling great. So I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get into this podcast. This is the stuff I like to talk about: the nuts and bolts of stuff, the questions that the pool guys and pool girls have that actually affect them right now. And hopefully we can help answer them or clarify some of these questions that they have. So let's get going. Hey, let me give out some big, huge shout outs out here. Kelly, Maria, Janie, Jay Brakefield, Robert, 
And Robert is saying, Pool Nation lockout is over. Glad you guys came to terms. So we did get... <laughs> We were able to sign the deal with Zach. We got him on. That's why he was out. I didn't want to say anything, but you know what? Since Robert brought it up, it's, you know, do we need to talk about it, Zach? Or are we good? Look, I'm glad we caved, but I think still, I think it's a little unrealistic that you expected five Manny Petties a month for us to pay for. But we were offering three, but he refused. He said, no, he needed to have five Manny Petties and a facial. The one that wrong. was weird. Oh, that came one- off wrong. I shouldn't probably say that. On, uh, holy shit. The, the one that was weird to me, John, was he kept asking for that Brazilian wax thing that he just wouldn't cave on. And I'm just like, what the dude? Like, what the hell? Right. And so, you know, we agreed to one of those. I'm going back on the bench. Week. Right. <laughs> And the weird thing is he kept saying, the only facial hair I like to have is on my beard. That's it. I don't need any more. And we're, John and I are like, dude, wow. whatever, man. Just, you know, whatever. So anyways, Robert's saying over here, back wax for the win. <laughs> yes. That was Ed, what sealed the deal, I think. Ed, you are the man. Ed jumps in here and says, uh, hair on the top, nothing on the bottom. <laughs> Oh, man. I love you guys. I I just love all you guys. I've missed you guys for the last couple of weeks. These Fridays have become a routine for me. And when we don't have them, guys, it just kind of throws my week off for for, For for a loop. So I'm glad to have both of you guys back. Zach, I do have to tell you, a lot of people have been messaging me because the cover of the pool magazine came out and we're all jumping. And so everybody's talking about it. The one thing that I am getting all over the place is everybody's telling me that John looks like he was jumping in protest, that he is, he's like, like he can't jump. I so. was, I was <laughs> jumping in protest. That is 100% the truth. As soon as I was asked to jump, I said, what? I, I can't remember the last time I had to jump. For all you guys that are watching, look at John's face on there on the camera. On, yeah. on his, look, look at Zach, just super happy over there. And John on the other side is like, I can't believe they're making me jump for the 20th time. <laughs> it was pretty bad. No, but we had a great time. It was oh, actually doing it. It was super fun. So a big, huge thanks to Megan, to their entire team, Michelle, which was the one that kind of came up with the idea for the cover of the magazine. Michelle, thank you so much. We really appreciate that and everything that you guys have done and how you partnered with us. We love you guys. All right, before we get started, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. One of them is if you have questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, go to poolnation.com. There's a big button on there that says submit questions. You can submit your questions there. Today's podcast is dedicated to Mark's questions that he sent in via that platform. So any questions, go on there, send them. We'll answer those live on the podcast. The other thing I want to talk about is that the Western Pool and Spa Show in Long Beach will be the 10th, 11th, and 12th. So by the time this podcast comes out on Monday, it's going to be this week. And we'll have that out on Monday. So that's the week that we go. John and I are going to be teaching four classes. So two and two. So adding value to your business with branding, understanding business metrics, financials, and your cost of service. And now they've asked us to do a show floor education session. And that's going to be on Saturday from 4 to 45. I'm speaking too fast. 4 to 4.45 p.m. Thank you, John. And that's going to be with Vic Garcia from G6 Designs. We'll be doing a Q&A on the service and building side. 
So join us over there on the floor. We'll take your questions. If you have questions that, hey, you want to ask and us to answer there, send them via that submit button that we have on Pool Nation. We'll answer those. The other big thing is that the show is doing a $20,000 cash prize. Remember the rules. If you join, you have to take me and John and now stand over to Vegas. So we would leave Saturday night and fly straight up to Vegas. So we wouldn't be back till Monday, John, just to give you a heads up. So you might want to plan. I've already planned. In case. Okay. So the other thing I want to talk about is the peer-to-peer meeting. For those of you that are interested in joining our peer-to-peer meeting, you can go to poolnation.com, register there. It's this Sunday. So by the time this podcast come out, it'll be from yesterday. And this week's shout out, guys, goes out to Bill Peter. He's the newest member of our Pool Nation family. Bill, a big, huge shout out. Thank you for the support, man. We really appreciate it. Shoot me an email at edgar at Pool Nation Podcast. Let me know if you're going to be out at the show. We would love to meet you out there. So, you know, go out there. There's a couple of other classes that are going to be on the show floor that you guys are going to want to look at on Thursday. We have Smart Technology from Sutro. Are you prepared for the future with Michelle Kavanaugh? We have Update on California Legislation. We also have a HASA update. Then we have Elevate Your Pool Business with Watershape University. That's Friday. And then Saturday from 2 to 2.30 using ozone effectively. Then from 3 to 3.45, are you charging enough? Ooh, that's a good one. Are you charging enough? And then from 4.45 will be ours, which will be the Q&A with me, John, and Zach. You won't be there, so it'll be Vic. So join us. And then the night of the 11th, we're going to be holding the first top 25 pool builders of the year from six to seven. So join us on our Instagram live. We will stream it also on Facebook and YouTube, and those will be hosted by John. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do, Zach? In in keeping with tradition, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do the intro, pass the mic, and run. I'm going to mysteriously disappear for the first like five, 10 minutes of the show. Oh, 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 I do need a correction here. So I got a message here from Janie saying, uh, excuse me, Edgar, mama has to go to Vegas. So yes, Janie, that's a, that's an automatic. Whenever we talk about John, you're an automatic in without yeah, even questioning. Automatic. It's yeah. like automatic. So that's my best friend. Yep. No. That's my love of my life. She's my everything. Here we go. Cupcake. I'm just waiting because you Friday. haven't done that. You haven't done that in a while. So I just kind of right. find it odd. So I'm kind of giving you some space to kind of. Right. I love correct, you, mama. Correct your mistakes from the past. That's it. That's all you got. Love you, mama. That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Hey, guys, let's uh, jump into this podcast. So we got a message from Mark from San Diego. He's thinking about jumping into the pool industry and. Here's what he said. Hey guys, I'm thinking of jumping into the pool business and I have a lot of questions. I currently have a job, but really looking to work for myself. A buddy of mine has a pool business and tells me that last year was really tough in the industry, but he loves it and he says that he does really well. He turned me to your podcast and I have been listening to all of them. I'm currently on number 30 where you talk about increasing rates and the impact on your profit. I have been really geeking out on your podcast because of all the business talk. So he sent us a whole bunch of questions. I'm ready to jump in. Question number one, how many pools am I really going to be able to do in a day? Zach, I'm going to let you go first on every one of them because we miss you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. 
So, okay, the question, how many pools am I going to be able to do in a day? So I don't know about the it's San Diego, right? So I don't know about the California market, but here in Houston, I think a maintenance technician would be able to thoroughly clean nine to 12 pools each day. And that would be kind of following our process. And I think there's a lot of variables behind this because, it, you know, how many hours are you planning on working in the day? For us with employees, we try to target eight hours a day. Whereas if you're an owner operator out there doing it, you might put in 16 hours a day. So there's going to be a few different things to kind of figure out on that end. I'd be curious, John, you're kind of over in that California market. I know it's different than here. What do you think would be kind of a doable amount of pools? You know, I get asked that question a few times, and it's really hard to answer because there's so many variables that come into play. We'd all like to say in a perfect world, if, you know, the pools are clean, everything's good to go, and you have a really tight route, you know, you should be able to do a lot more pools. But the reality is you can't base how many pools you're going to do in a day off of like perfect scenarios or situations. You have to base it off of what's the worst it could be, or how long will this pool, if it's wrecked, if this pool's wrecked or in bad shape, or I have to vacuum this pool every single time, or I have to do this to this pool every single time, how long does that process take for us to do? And like kind of what you said, you know, you got nine to 12 pools because you have a process that you have all your employees that they have to go through. And it's a checklist and it doesn't matter what the condition of the pool is. This checklist takes that longer. This process takes that long for them to do. Anything above and beyond that is because of the condition of the pool or any other circumstance that might have happened that will carry on and take longer. For us, I can speak to us personally. If I go into a backyard, I put 30 minutes as the max that I will spend in the backyard. That is, if I'm at a pool and it's going to take that much longer, if I think that pool is going to be that much longer per day or per service, then we definitely start charging more accordingly to that. And then base our route according to those types of pools. But at minimum, we're at about 12 minutes. So if we walk back there and everything's beautiful and it looks like the way it looked when we were there last, and that's the ultimate goal, it takes about 12 minutes to do the pool. Go there to test it, bring your stuff out, test the pool, skim, empty baskets, brush the tile, check the equipment. You're at about 12 minutes is where you're at. And you really can't go any less than that when we go through our process. On average, we're hopefully between, I don't know, about 15, 18 minutes per pool. So we like to max out at the most at 15 pools a day is what we like to do. That gives us enough time to get through all our pools and leaves time for windy days or, you know, shit that happens. But our route, and I'll admittedly say, and I've said it before, is not very tight. You know, we're, we're spread pretty wide out here in the valley. And our one pool, we go all the way out to almost Palm Springs, and it's about 25 miles away. And the other end is about 10 miles away. So we're about 35-mile distance. That's huge. And sometimes a drive from one pool to the next pool for us is 10 minutes, or some on some occasions, it's 20 minutes. So you have to take that into consideration. If your pools are close, then you can do more. But I would personally budget between th- about 30 minutes max per pool and then add from there based off of distance of drive time. I know it's not really a, an exact answer because it's not. You can't really do it. But there's guys out here that I know that do 30 or 40 pools supposedly a day out here in the valley. And it's tough. 
40 pools a day? I just don't know how you can possibly do that. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. And if you build your business model off of doing 40 pools a day, you're eventually going to, something's going to break. You can't go that fast for that long. You're going to burn out. Yeah. Or drop the ball somewhere or skip pools. It's just hard to do. But I know guys that have pools that are, you can dr- drive to a block and they have seven pools on one block. And if you're saving 10 minutes between pools because you don't have to get in, pull all your stuff, get in your truck, drive over to another pool, then get your stuff unloaded and all that, that's a big difference. If you could literally take your cart and walk around the block and service multiple pools, then yeah, in that case, you could probably do more than 15 pools in a day. But I would just say long, as I know it's a long answer, just start off with less than you than you think you, and then go from there. Yeah. And that was the other point that I was going to make, John, is especially if he's just starting, he's not going to be as fast. He's not going to have For the sure. rhythm. Things are going to come up and stuff like that. So when I started my route, I think I was doing max on one day was like 12. And that was just while I got the momentum going. Like you were saying, when I had the vacation rentals and it was a lot easier because they're all literally like right next to each other and you, there's no drive time. You're like stopping, doing three, four, boom, 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 and, and you can go. So all that time that you normally save driving, you're putting into other pools so you could yeah. definitely do more. I do want to say one thing. So I talked about this with Zach before we jumped on the podcast and now I'm super excited. So one of the things that we were trying to do is we were trying to embed our live podcast onto our website because we kind of kept having problems at the beginning while we found some solutions. And we did find a solution that now allows us to stream a lot more secure and we don't have hiccups with it to where sometimes it used to work, sometimes it didn't. So we had it, we were going to announce it, but then we said, hey, let's hold back and let's just wait to make sure that it works. So Zach, I'm on the Pool Nation podcast website and our stream is working there. So now we'll be able to direct people to our website and there'll be a live stream there. So they can either go to Facebook, YouTube, or Pool Nation podcast and the live will automatically stream. So we will add a button to that so that people can go to that and check it out. So um, super excited. Little geeky stuff, guys, that kind of excites me when it works. Okay, next question. What other areas of revenue does pool service provide? What other types of revenues, what other areas can he make money? So I think, you know, kind of taking it slow in the beginning, immediately, if you're doing maintenance, you're going to get the filter cleans multiple times a year. You're going to get the minor repair or replacement of wear items, you know, your weird oars, your baskets, your O-rings, different things like that. And then as you learn more and you become more comfortable with it, there's opportunity to move into the actual repair and upgrade of the equipment, which... We just talked about recently and how that's the real breadwinner right there. And there's so much you can get into. Like, it's just amazing how much stuff I hear people doing, like blowing off leaves off the deck or hosing down the patio and whatever. But I would just caution people when looking at ways to add revenue streams, really weigh out the cost versus the benefit before you take on a new service. Sometimes it seems like a great idea. You jump right to it and you don't realize that in the amount of time it's taking you to generate this $150, maybe you could have generated $550 in the same amount of time doing something differently. So uh, there's lots to do. Just be careful what you choose to do. 
Yeah. John, so I'll, go ahead. No, go ahead. So I was going to say, you and I just had this conversation the other day while we were working on the class for the Western show. And then I was just going to say, I think this is where we were talking about it. And you, you know, we were talking about the different revenue yeah. areas and you're like, no, this is what we need to explain. So I'm going to let you kind of explain it like you did that day to me, which was like, oh, that's perfect. It's crystal clear. People ask me and like, how do I make more money? And it's not always as simple as okay, just charge more, charge more, offer more, offer more. There's so much money in that backyard that you could be making if you're doing a very thorough job of taking care of that equipment or taking care of that pool. Too many times we forget about the basics and we search for new forms of revenue to help build our business or to grow our business. Like Zach talked about filter cleanings, the minor repairs, you know, O-rings, baskets, weir doors, specialty chemicals that we add, heater maintenance that you might do. And what we end up finding out is that there is so much more revenue that we can capture with our current clientele that we're just missing and not taking advantage of. And we're focusing too much of our energy trying to find new ways of creating revenue streams or adding on new clients or bringing on new people to our company so that we can fill that missing revenue gap or wherever we want to get to. I would just say simply focus on the maintenance of the pool and the equipment because there really is. How many pressure gauges out there that aren't working that you haven't replaced? How many small suction leaks that you haven't really gone out there and and, and fixed? How many heaters are there out there that you haven't opened up and looked at or cleaned out or ran through to see if it's uh, operating properly? Those types of things should be something that you do on a consistent basis with your customer. And it is a revenue, it is like you're able to literally get like 30, 40% of what you charge monthly when you start adding in, you know, filter clean, salt cell cleanings, all the other basic maintenance stuff that you do that you're supposed to do and stay on top of it and do it on a timely basis and not play catch up. That just sky's the limit. There's just so much money. And then if you're going to get into repairs, like bigger repairs, that's where you can really start to make good money or you can think you're starting to make good money because you get a false sense of security just because you're getting a lot of money or you're charging a lot for it or you think you're bringing in a lot cash flow. Are you really making that money? You know, because those types of things, you have to really start taking into consideration time and how important your time is. If you have to repair something or replace something, do you have it on your truck? Are you able to do it right there at the service? Do you have to actually go out there and make a service call to go do it? You know, do you have the right part? Do you have to drive to the store? There's so many different things that kind of go into it that if you're going to get into the bigger repairs, if you're very efficient at it and you're prepared for it, it can be a moneymaker for you. And it's one of those questions that there's just not a solid answer for. I would just say, don't Try to reinvent the wheel when it comes down to finding new revenue sources like, you know, blowing off decks and doing this and doing that could be part of a concierge service for your monthly service. But just tackle the things that are the low hanging fruit that so many of us, unfortunately, get behind on because we just we're just so busy or we become complacent. And if you can tackle those low hanging fruit and those simple jobs, you'll be much better off than most. In one of the classes that we're going to teach, we're going to do a breakdown of having a setup where you have pools and then do a revenue breakdown of taking on 10 more accounts versus doing all your filters the way that you're supposed to. And we break it down into the profitability and we're going to be able to, you know, show everybody 
where you can make that money and where you have to slow down sometimes because you just go too fast trying to pick up more accounts, more accounts. And what John was telling me is you need to get the basics down first. You need to take care of what you have in the backyard first before you go on to take that other pool. And that, John, that's where where it clicked. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly it. Where, you know, we take a pool, we're doing the service. We're so hungry to go get that other pool that we're not doing that filter twice a year. We're scrambling, not doing all the repairs that probably need to be done, whether it's, you know, leaking pump seals or changing baskets or, or a leak or whatever. And then what happens is in the long run, that ends up coming back and biting us in the ass because the customer either sees the leak and you haven't fixed that leak in six months or the pump seals and now the motor goes bad. And then now you're getting blamed for not changing those pump seals. So John, you broke it down to where it was like, it made complete sense. It's like, you need to make sure that, you know, take care of that backyard a hundred percent and take care of all the different things before you go jumping onto the next thing. Because the other thing, like Zach likes to say, you need to make sure that you have everything in place and you're doing everything well before you start to scale. Because if you're doing that same thing and you're kind of, excuse my French, half-assing and you're going to take on more pools, you're just bringing on this big avalanche that's going to kind of come back at you a little bit later on. You need to maximize what you have now before you go and try to create more volume or create more revenue by adding more customers. Because by doing that, all you're doing is compounding the the issues and problems you currently have. It's just becoming more of a headache. And we talk about it, we say it, the hardest part of learning is unlearning. And now instead of having to fix 30 pools, you're having to fix 60 pools because you're repeating the same bad habits or you're not maximizing like you're supposed to, which you'll be surprised. If you maximize the current accounts you have, how much more revenue you can make in a year. And it's not doing anything wrong or cheating a customer. It's just truly doing everything you need to do to maintain and take care of that pool because the pool, they wear down. Parts wear down. Things need to get fixed. Shit happens all the time. And I feel like a lot of people have the mentality of they got to be cheaper and save their customers money. And a lot of time you miss these things or you don't do these things because you think you're saving their money, but you're doing them an injustice by not taking care of those things. Now you'll be surprised. Don't shop with other people's wallets. Give them the opportunity to say no. And you bringing it to their attention and letting them know that it needs to be done. They're going to look at you with different light and they're going to respect you and know that they can count on you and depend on you to take care of their equipment and they don't have to micromanage you. So give them the opportunity to say no, if that's the case. And if they do say no, help explain to them why you thought it was important enough to bring it up to their attention and why it needed to happen. And we talked the same thing of our first podcast. When someone says no, it's not N-O, it's they don't know. And it's your job as a professional to help them know what needs to be done. That's why they hired your service. You are the professional and your recommendation, this is your recommendation and they should listen to you if they are if they retain your services. That's why they're paying you. So, And I think at the beginning until you, most likely people are going to do it, right? Because they're not confident in their ability and their knowledge. So by nature, we tend to go, oh, we'll we'll charge less or we'll give it to you cheaper or we won't charge for that. And it's like, no, as you grow, you get the confidence, you get a couple of years of experience, then you kind of realize, wow, I've been making that mistake for a long time. 
So don't do that from the beginning, you know, just kind of go into it knowing that you need to charge for that, knowing that you need to keep everything firing at 100 miles an hour. But like John says, take care of that backyard first, 100%. Make sure that you have all the revenue opportunities before you jump on to take that next account. In the classes that we're going to take, John, we're going to break all that down because that's on the financial class. That's one of the things that we get into. We get into all the different revenue streams. We break them down from profit and all that so that people can kind of look at those and then really even take somebody that is making seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, but really showing how much of that money actually flows down into your wallet. So we're going to break all those down. One thing, guys, I do want to give a big shout out here. Joe jumped on. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Thanks for that, Joe. Big shout out. And guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We are taking Mark's question. He is looking to get into the pool industry. 
Over here on my notes, let's see, just starting out this year on my own and trying to minimize tab usage for costs and high CYA reasons. Love that so far. Can you guys talk about how to use liquid and make it last for a whole week? Thanks. Wow, that's a loaded question right there, huh? Liquidator. Liquidator. <laughs> yeah, you have to have some kind of chemical feeder. That's the only way to do it. If, you, if you're only straight liquid, but depending on the area you're in, you know, usually people when they, you know, you put liquid into a pool, you bring it up to a certain level and then you tab, you tab so that it can go through, uh, make it through the rest of the week. But we all know the downfalls of tab in a pool, even though, you know, trichlor has its benefits and we use it when we need to, but you have to be careful with it. And by using trichlor and adding tabs to your pool, you're going to raise your condition level. And once it gets to a certain point, once you creep past like 70 parts per million, you start getting close to a hundred, you've got to start diluting that, that water. And if that's the regimen that you're on, then you need to make your customers aware of it, drain accordingly so that you can maintain those CYA levels. But that's how you keep liquid in a pool with conditioner. And if you don't want to have that problem, a lot of people are moving towards and, and I think is the best way to sanitize a pool is to put some type of chemical feeder. So whether it's a IntelliCam or the Haas's new liquidator or a Rolacam or anything in the, of that nature, being a final way to smallly dose your pool with a little bit of chlorine per day, that's how you get it to last or salt system. Let's I can't hear you, Edgar. Edgar, you're muted, bro. Let's see how long he goes. Yeah, I know. He's just talking. <laughs> I'm having a struggle over here today. So, you know what it is, John, is the last one we kind of flowed through and stuff like that. But Zach's been out for like four weeks. So, it just kind of throws everything off. Yeah, it, it, it is for sure. <laughs> oh, Zach's like ready to flip me off. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, but the great thing is, look, he's looking at it and he's already realizing the damages of high CYA, which is huge. It's awesome. But, you know, right. that's great, yeah, especially actually... if you're starting. And here's the other thing that I'm going to say, and everybody's going to go, oh, doom and gloom, but this summer is going to be another shit show. So, you know, line up your ducks in a row. We're already getting into spring. So keep an eye out there and, and, and do that. You think liquid's expensive, right? People right now think liquid's expensive. Just think we're, we're going to be paying like $3 a puck. You're going to hit per, almost $4 per tab. a puck this year. Just think about that. I mean, yep. that is bonkers. That's, and, you know, the service guys and companies out there that are tabbing their pools as their primary form of sanitation is you're throwing four or five pucks into a pool. How are you even going to make it? How are you going to do it? Imagine. We're going to have to switch to bio pools. Have you seen those things on the you know, show like or that. whatever? <laughs> Let, let's it do some research and start going bio. <laughs> right. Next podcast will be what kind of plants to put in your pool for the natural. You've seen right. those shows, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would never swim in a pool like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That's what the, that's what the ocean it's is for. It's a lake. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's a lake. Exactly. I would not be swimming in that pool. Sorry. Oh, freaking John. So somebody here is saying, how about UV and ozone, et cetera? That was Ed. Thoughts, John? Oops, UV yeah. and ozone, that's the future. So as technology advances, and you know, it's been around for a long time. Don't, this isn't something that's new. It's new more towards the residential area. That's how it works. You know, these, all these cool ways of doing things is more of like the commercial and bigger industrial areas and stuff. And then eventually it starts filtering down and becomes more cost effective. 
and more of a reality for residential pools. UV and ozone's been around for a very long time, and I'm a firm believer in both of them. I think the you know the more you have, the better because. Even though chlorine is a wonderful thing, I don't want to have a ton of it in my pool and I want to use the least amount of chlorine I can possibly put in my pool and it still be effective and safe for my clients. And the only way you can do that is by using these alternative forms of sanitation in conjunction with liquid chlorine in your pool and ozone and UV are probably the best second forms you can have in your pool, but you still need to have some form of chlorine in your pool or some form of disinfectant in your pool. Because you got to remember, water passes through UV, that's great, but you still need to have some residual or some kind of bank inside the pool that's willing and able to kill and disinfect and keep your swimmers safe inside the vessel. So yeah, I'm a firm believer in both. That's the preach right there. You guys need to understand that a lot of people are going to say, oh, we don't want chlorine in the pool. You have to have some level of chlorine, even though if it's, it's a smaller amount and you have other things that are going to help you, you need that to protect that bather to bather infection. So you do need some residual in that pool. You do. You need some form. You yeah. need some form. Yeah. I mean, some people are using like hydrogen peroxide now is, is like the new thing, but that's really expensive and you have to use a lot of it in inside of a pool, especially a big swimming pool. So I'm not going to say it's impossible not to ha- absolutely use chlorine, but realistically, there needs to be it's some not as feasible. Yeah. Yep. Another question jumped up here. So let me backtrack a little bit. So I have somebody telling me that he only swims in Cancun. So did you swim in the pool or in the ocean in Cancun, John? I swam in the ocean. I did not go yep. in the pool. You did not go in the pool. No, I got okay. a whiff. I mean, it was beautiful, but, and we were on the balcony and there was like a little spa and there was like 18 people in the spa and they're all partying. I'm like, holy shit, man. There was, I would never, I'm like, oh, I'm sw- everybody's swimming and everybody's pissing oil. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to do that. And even though everything was beautiful and well-maintained, it wasn't really busy. I'm walking by and, you know, could you walk by the pool and you get that whiff of chlorine and uh, combined chlorine? I'm just like, eh. Hell no, I'm never getting in that. Do you guys remember Mike Salmon from San Diego? Yeah, absolutely. So he just sent me a message the other day, which was hilarious. And he's like, hey, man, um, totally thinking about you. Where is it? Watch. He's right there. So he sent me a message the other day. And he's like, hey, man, I was thinking about you guys. I really miss you guys. He goes, here's my story. He went to some hotel, to some resort, and so the kids wanted to go swimming, and he was like, you know, absolutely not. You guys aren't going swimming. So one of the maintenance guys happens to be there, and he's like, hey, you know, can I test the water in the pool before I let the kids go in? So the guy's like, no, absolutely not, and, you know, we service it every day and blah, blah, blah. So the guy would refuse. So he goes, hey, let me talk to your manager. So the manager comes out, and I guess the manager's like really like giving him a hard time, and he's like look, man, I just need to find out if this water is safe for my kids to swim. So, you know, can you tell at least tell me what your chlorine level's at? And he, he goes, the guy smiled at me and he kind of moved his shoulders and said, 20. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that'll kill some shit. <laughs> and he's like... Okay, well, thanks for that. I appreciate that, but wouldn't yeah. allow them to to test no. it. So he's like, oh my God, but... 
I mean, it was really upkept, and it was like all tile pool, but you can see where some of the grout was missing a little bit, and you need a little bit of black algae in the grout Dude, and tile pool, on. and it was just like, ah, my kids, was- My kids hate it. My kids know they ain't going in any water, period, so they're done. Hey, another question comes up here. That question is, Hope, it's okay to ask another question. Joe, You, this is why we do the podcast, just shoot all the questions you have. What do you guys think of enzymes to reduce chlorine usage? I use enzymes week after week. Sorry, Zach, if I keep... Um, no, I was just... We're, <clears throat> so I did that originally, like when we first started, and it wasn't cost effective, but I, I've been talking to you, John, a little bit about it, and we're finding more cost effective ways. So we're actually looking at doing it through the summer months at a minimum, yeah. you know? So Yeah, so we, I'm a big believer in enzymes. There's a lot of crap that goes into a pool that chlorine has a very... Look, chlorine disinfects really well, but has a hard time oxidizing and breaking stuff down. Eventually, it will and it'll kill it. But whatever you can do and add to the pool, that'll help that process. So it frees up chlorine to be able to kill and disinfect much easier and not spend the time trying to break down suntan lotion and body oils and all that other crap that goes into the pool when a swimmer gets in there. We use it on, like I said, on a weekly basis. It's part of our program and we charge accordingly three times a year for use of enzymes, phosphate removers, because it definitely helps with chlorine consumption. And most importantly, it helps keep the pool looking great and feeling good. We don't ever have scum lines, you know, that crap that you get on the, on your tile because you had 15 people that bathe themselves in bronzer or, or baby oil or all that kind of crap. Enzymes are a perfect tool to use that helps just absolutely destroy that and eat it up so that chlorine has time. Because chlorine will attack anything foreign in that pool. So if it doesn't have to waste its energy or waste your free available chlorine killing that and it's there for more important stuff, then it's a no-brainer. But it can be expensive especially when you use some products and they're great, but they're really expensive and you need to charge for them. Those can't be included with your monthly service. If it is, then your monthly service needs to compensate for it or you need to build it into your monthly service. Don't think you can do it. It's You won't get the savings in chlorine by using it. It won't offset the cost, if that makes sense. So whatever those enzymes, phosphate removers will not offset the cost of the chlorine that you're going to save. That's a great point there, John. Another question, have you installed the HydroPure yet? No, is that the Hayward's thing? Hayward's so. uh, fancy. There's a HydroPure. HydroPure UVO3 or whatever. Yeah, which that's is Hayward's that big, hand, fancy dancing all-in-one unit. The HydroPure, right? the new one? Yeah, I, is that the, the new box? It's pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the name. It's like four yeah, grand or something like that. I think it's, it's the combination of. Yeah. The, well, I think the, there's is that Hydra or Hydro Pure? Hydra Pure. Okay. Okay. So, I hey, Hayward, not. if you're listening, we're ready to install one. Yeah, I want to try the new one. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So, but I haven't um, installed one. No. Yeah. So over That's here, that's UV Kelly. and ozone together, right? AOP. Yeah. 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 Yeah, AOP. So, Kelly over here is saying, yes, from Hayward, works great. So but, I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure but, it does. Yep. So, hey, guys, uh, Hayward, send us, send one our way. You know what? I'm going to call, I'm going to call Brian Cursano after the podcast. All right, guys, let's try to keep going here. We're kind of getting toward the end of the podcast. And believe it or not, we've only asked, what, two questions? Yeah. So let's see. Next question. How much money can I make as just a pool guy doing my pools? 
So I'm going to use John's phrase, that's a loaded question, right? right? <laughs> Zero to $1 million. No, I mean, realistically, I think that, and I am only really familiar with our area, but I think if someone were cleaning like 50 pools or so, doing filters regularly, twice a year, collecting, getting some minor repairs and stuff, I wouldn't see why they couldn't gross, you know, 140, 150,000 a year gross revenue. And then depending on expenses and all that, kind of whittle that down. I'm going to put it, look, this is the beauty of the pool business and it, and you can really boil it down to, to a sentence here. You get in what you put in. You can make as little or as much as you want in this industry. And you can, I know guys that do 100 pools and bring in half a million dollars a year. I know guys that do 100 pools and bring in $40,000 a year or $50,000 a year. I, I know people that do 500 pools and barely make a half a million dollars a year. It just depends. It really does. And the only way you're going to, and we've talked about this, is you need to find a way to differentiate yourself from the competition. And you need to find a way to gain enough knowledge to where you are better or you know more than most so that you can offer more and you can create value for your customers. And if you can create that value, then people are willing to pay money for it as long as you deliver and at least meet or hopefully exceed those expectations on a consistent basis. So it is really up to you. And if I were to say anything, don't sell yourself short. Even just starting in the pool business and to do a decent job, you have to know a lot more than most other people in other professions. There is so much that a pool technician, a pool professional needs to understand or have a good knowledge of. You don't have to be the best at every portion of it, but you have to know enough to be dangerous in multiple fields. You're literally, and you've heard this, everybody talks about this, and I'm going to say it again. You have to be a chemist, right? You have to be a laborer. You have to be a plumber. You have to be an electrician. You have to be an engineer. You know, you have to be, there's so many things that you need to know. You have to be a customer service agent, right? You have to be a problem solver. There's just so many things that you have to be able to do well in order to be good at your job. And you shouldn't be afraid or feel bad or feel like you shouldn't charge accordingly. So maybe I'm a little biased to us pull techs, but I think if you do your job, you're a pretty powerful person and you're pretty badass. I agree 100%. Next question. What main three areas should I focus on when starting my pool business? I'm going to go a little bit differently than just services. In my opinion, the first three things you need to focus on is one, your plan, your vision, your goals. I'm going to lump it all into one thing. Figure out what you want, where you're trying to go. At least get an idea of it. It's going to change over time, most likely. And then two, from there, you, you look at your numbers and your finances. Become a master of the numbers. And then for number three, focus on your core service offering, whether it's maintenance or whether you're a repair and installation person focus on that. And I kind of want to circle back to when we were talking about this earlier and ask you guys, like one thing I experienced from the beginning was a lot of distraction. And what I mean is like people would come out of the woodworks, different reps, repping groups, all sorts of different products would be thrown at me. And it's hard not to fall into like when someone's handing you all this material and they're giving you a free unit and they're like, 
hey, install these. You could sell these solar wind chimes to all of your customers and they light up at night and you're going to make an 80% margin on them and they're $1,000 and everyone wants them. You tend to, I mean, I don't know if you guys went through that, but there was just a lot of that. Definitely. And here we are 10 years later and I feel like this is the first year that we're actually like truly focused on our, and look where we're at, maintenance and repairs. What about you, John? What do you? What would you say? Big shout out over here to Joel. He jumped on. Aloha, brother. Aloha, Friday. Focus on the core business. If you don't build a solid foundation when you're starting your business and a clear understanding of where you want to go and what you're trying to achieve, you're going to spend a lot of wasted energy. And I think that's what Zach has pretty much just said. There's a lot of wasted energy that happens when you first open or start a business because you think that might be the right way or because some people are telling you this or telling you that or whatever and you start focusing and doing these things or these solar wind chimes that was so freaking funny bro <laughs> solar wind that's chimes awesome that's though badass. you know they're out there you know they're out there <laughs> focus your energy on areas of the foundation of your business and that is where you want where you're at where you want to be and how you're going to achieve it understanding what it costs to do things, right? And what benefit you're going to receive for putting in whatever money you're putting into it. When I started, I wasn't in a position where I just had a million dollars where I can just throw and do this. Every dollar you spend and every minute of your time is very crucial and is so important not to waste your money or your time at the very beginning. So focus on your foundational core as a business your goals, business plan, where you want to be. And then the other portion of it is, I think personally, is your knowledge and education and training and understanding your profession. Because if you are just starting the pool business, I'm assuming that you are also learning about the pool business while you're doing it. And the work that needs to be done, the more you know, the more you grow. The more you know, the more money you make and put a lot of focus and energy into that. And then if I were going to put like the third thing, if there was a third thing, I would say, take it easy. Do not grow fast. Grow at a sustainable pace. It will come, right? But it's very important not to build bad habits. And when you first start, you're going to stumble and go down the wrong road. And the further down that road you go, that long road, it's going to be that much harder and longer for you to come back to where you need to go and go back up the right path. And a lot of times they don't come back, John. And they don't, right? And they go, oh, fuck a lot it, of I'm times they don't come back. doing this. Yep. Yeah. And this is the way it is. Or, oh, it's not going to work. Or I'm just going to continue doing this. And eventually it's going to snowball to the point where it's just going to blow up in their face. And they're going to they're gonna hate what they do. So- Pump the brakes on on the growth. And that's the thing that people don't like to hear. People are just like, I need to grow. I need to grow. I need to grow. But if you don't have the foundation, if you have a headache now, that headache is going to be compounded as you continue to grow because you're not stopping. You're not pumping the brakes. You're not fixing your issues and putting procedures in place to fix those things so that you can run a lot smoother. Absolutely. This is a business and you have to have a vision. You have to have goals. You have to go a little bit deep into that part of the business. You know, the people that I have seen from the early stages, look into the finances and learn that finance side are some of the guys that I see now that are exploding. 
you know, we had guys that took the class that had six pools when they took the financial business class and they were freaking out. They're like, oh my God, I'm losing money. Yeah, but you only have six pools. So your truck payment alone is more than the money that you're bringing in. But eventually, if you do things right, you will outpace that. And these people understand the value of that finance and then they know what they need to charge. And like you were saying, John, people don't know the cost of what it is that they provide. But if you learn that from the early stages, that's going to allow you to catapult yourself and be able to grow a lot better. Guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We are taking Mark's questions from San Diego, getting ready to jump into the pool industry. I do have to say, John, that Janie did tag me on a post with a Blu-ray and she was like, Blu-ray all day. And it's like, every time I see that, that's the only thing that runs through my mind is the Blu-ray all day. So it's pretty catchy. It is really catchy. They did a good job. So they did a good job. Let's see. I'm going to flip the invisible coin. Call it, John. You're on mute. Zach. So Zach, you go. <laughs> Way to switch it up. <laughs> So I'm going to go off topic here. I've had this thought on my mind lately this because, you know, I'm always analyzing everything and kind of talked about it, doing the simple things, you know, the things we can instantly do to increase value or as John always calls it, the low hanging fruit. 
you know, answering the phone, dressing professional, being on time and so on. And my thought lately has been that was one of the things that kind of jumped us. That's where we started really growing at a faster rate was we started just really executing on those simple things. And now I'm seeing a lot more pool professionals start to do these things consistently. So my thought has become once everyone does this, how are we going to differentiate ourselves beyond that? What was, what's the next step? You know, what are the next creative things that we have to come up with to differentiate from that? And it's just been on my mind. I don't have an answer for it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what things people start doing to create that. But, um, just kind of a thought I wanted to leave with everyone today. That's pretty deep. Now he's going to make us think, and we're going to be on a call after this, and we're going to be talking for the next two hours trying to figure that out. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that. You got to think ahead. <laughs> no, it, it is it is very true, and that's a great point. Are you going to cue me in, or do you want me to just jump in? Wait, let me do. Ready? Deep. John, final thoughts. <laughs> right. Perfect. You nailed it. I'm going to leave it at this, and I'm not going to go off on a rant here, but I'm going to keep it nice and simple. The majority of the questions here. And this kind of falls in with, with everything, but is starting a pool business, how do I grow? How do I become more successful? How do, you know, things I can do, how much money I can make potential. Knowledge. Never stop learning. Okay. I don't care how long you've been in this industry. If you've been in this industry for 30 days or you've been in this industry for 30 years, I don't give a shit. Trust me. You don't know more than everybody. And there's somebody out there that knows more than you. And there's something in your field that you can do better at or learn more of. And as long as you have that mentality and you humble yourself and understand that there's always a, an opportunity to learn every single day and you take advantage of that opportunity and you better yourself and you increase your knowledge, you will be, I, I guarantee you, you will be successful. There is nothing that will stop you. Having knowledge or understanding or know-how when you, I can't, look, the first time I ever installed a pump or I ever put an automation panel in, the high and the feeling that I got, how great I felt that I was able to accomplish that was just, it was like a drug. It was amazing and it felt great. A problem pool that I went to that I didn't understand or knew how it happened and I would constantly always just band-aid the situation with this or throw chlorine at it or do that or whatever. Once I understood what the problem was and I was able to correct what the issue was and to have the confidence and understanding of it is a feeling that is just beautiful. And having that feeling and that understanding and to know that there's so much more out there for you to learn gives you a, a sense of confidence that once that relays into dollars. So you're able to turn that confidence into money because now when you're in a backyard, you feel good about what you're saying because nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody likes to feel like they don't know what they're talking about. Everybody hates being asked a question on the spot and they don't have an answer to give them, right? Or be able, and you're supposed to be the pool professional. Don't be that guy or that gal. Constantly learn and better yourself. And if you can do that and you take advantage of that, I promise you, you will be very successful at this job and everything else will come easy. Take advantage of every opportunity to learn, read books, do classes, read manuals for Christ's sake. Get a, a manual and read the manual, training books, attend the trainings, pay attention, take notes, practice on equipment. You, 
those types of things do that type of stuff and you will have this sense of confidence. It'll just catapult you in your business. And that's the difference between being good and being great at this industry or any industry that you're in. Hard work, ball busting and effort and elbow grease only get you so far. You can only get so far done in life or in your business. It's those other things that help differentiate you from the competition. And I think that's what that's the answer to it, Zach, is really how do you get better? Well, know more, learn more, do more, create more. I did get Joel that sent me a message and said to ask a question, but Joel, here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to save that question because it's a good question. We didn't get through all of Mark's questions, so we're going to do a part two. And Mark, we'll get back to you on the rest of the questions. We'll do that next week or the week after, actually, because we'll be at the show next week. So the question was, what are you doing to prep for the summer? And he wanted to ask all the pool pros out there. And I just thought, that's a freaking phenomenal question. So here's what we're going to do, Joel. I'm actually going to use that with John and we're going to go to the show and we're going to actually record some people. We're going to put them on the spot and ask the pool pros out there what they're doing to prep for the summer. And then maybe we'll put a little video montage together and we'll post it on Facebook, Instagram, and all the social media. So thanks for that. All right, guys. Hey, hey, John, quick question for you. Are you going to pick me up at the airport or am I... Ubering to the, no, it depends on what you're going to pick me up? Pick up. Yeah. I'm afraid of this. I'm actually afraid of John picking me up. I have I'm, a I'm feeling picking, I'm making sure you're going to show there. Cause the last thing my worry is that all of a sudden you're not there and I have to do all the shit on my own. Uh, I have a feeling John's going to show up with a poster. That's going to be like, Hey Edgar, welcome home from jail or from, you know, from or like a Ferrari or something that goes 200 miles an hour zero to 60 in 0.5 seconds and put you in the back seat of it. <laughs> We're going to pick you up. I, I think I'm going to have to talk to Janie just to make sure that, you know, things are, cause that's the way John is. So anyways, I, I have a feeling he's going to do something and I have a feeling he's going to videotape it. So I got to think of it. Oh, be prepared. Be prepared. Shit. I knew it. So <laughs> great. So I'm going to have to figure out, Zach, I'm going to have to figure out a comeback because I'm already stressed about that. So anyway, hey, can, can you guys feel, I, I don't look like I just rolled out of bed, right? I, oh, I, you look good. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I feel great those, today. I, those, you don't have it. any, you don't have any bags under your eyes. Like, Let's go get it. Really Let's go. Yeah. Let's get, I want to end this shit. I got shit to do. I got panels to put in. I got a heater to put in. John. I got shit to do. Let's do this. John, save me one of the the kits that you mail out on the uh, skincare, so we I could use it for the award for the for the show over there. So give I me, will. Give and, me and that you look, sell for sixty nine bucks. Save me one of those. Taken, I'll, I'll buy it from you. I haven't you. had one energy shot today. Wow! So that's awesome. Yep. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much, John. Get out there, kill it. I know you need to kind of get caught up so that you could go spend the time goofing around with us. Everybody, we will catch you at the Western Show, which will be this week. Now, when this podcast comes out on Monday, it'll be this week. We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys out there and having a great time. So, guys, have a great one. We'll talk next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 
You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.